Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Daydon Tolbert Show. I'm your host, Daydon Tolbert. This is a live Keeping It Real Fridays Ask Daydon Advice Edition, uh, post Easter special edition. We're go- going to uh, this evening uh, not not give you a super long show. My, I'm a little raspy tonight. I'm getting over a little uh, little cold from the last week, but uh, as, as well as that pneumonia weather out here in Philadelphia, 71 day and then like 40 the next. So um, you know, stay bundled up out there. But um, now nah, we're gonna, you know, usually what we do um, after Easter is keep it extra real that following Friday. There's always a lot going on with the major holidays, so we try to take, uh, you know, that next show and just do whether it's the, you know, Valentine's Day, Christmas, Thanksgiving. You know, we always do a, uh, I usually do a live keeping it real Fridays just to keep it extra real. So tonight we want to focus a little bit on um, uh, what's going on in the world. There's a lot going on in entertainment. Uh, politics, uh, sports, so definitely want to spend some time uh, just getting into those those topics, and uh, if we have time a little later, do a little uh, Ask Daydon Advice Hour. So I'm excited, a lot of, lot of stuff going on, a lot of stuff that we need to talk about, um, and hopefully you guys, uh, you know, we'll, we'll learn some things. Courtney is here with me tonight. Courtney, what's going on with you, okay? Hey, what's up? I'm good. Happy, um, well, I shouldn't say happy Easter, but I hope you had a good really? Easter. It's good really to be quick. back. <laughs> really? Uh, it, What's up? It's, it's it's like, you know, the the following week, it's like two weeks later, Courtney. Like, you, you're saying, like, happy Easter. It's like after Easter. I, I, but mean, nah, I hope it's you all, had a good one. <laughs> That's what I was trying to say. It's all good. It's all good, guys. We're going to get it in, man. We're going to have some fun. Um, what should we talk about tonight, Courtney? I mean, what's, first of all, let me say this. You know, um, I, I it's been a while since I've seen something crazy like this happen. Here in Philadelphia, and you guys may have even heard it outside of Philly, but a young girl, excuse me, a little boy was actually abducted, and it was, it's been all over the news, from one of our, our largest malls here in the area, the King of Prussia Mall, which is crazy for me. Um just because, you know, I shop there, you know, the food court where it happened, where he was taken is, you know, where me and my family eats and have had my kids there. And um, I just want to say to everybody, first of all, Courtney, did you hear about that? Is that is that not crazy to you? Yes, I heard about it. And that's sad that the child was abducted. I think he was only or is only seven weeks old. Um, and so, it's, I mean, that's very unfortunate that that happened. Um, but at the same time, my question was then and still is now, how did you or why would you let a stranger hold your baby? Because that's what happened in the story. This woman allowed a stranger to sit with her at the food court at the table, and she allowed her to hold her baby. And then she got distracted. The mother got distracted and got on the phone, and the woman took off with the baby. Well, no, I mean that's not my. From what I heard from the woman, she was saying that she was trying to uh, calm her, like her other kid, start fussing. You know what I mean? And she was trying to attend to, I guess, her other child or you know whatever child she was with. But no, I, I mean I agree with you. I mean either way, I mean here's the thing. I mean I'll, I'll say it like this. Because I'm not, you know, I don't ever. I mean I'm not going to say it's her fault. You know what I mean? Like it, it should not have happened. And I mean, it could have you know, going differently, and, you know, I think we need to be thankful for that. But, you know, I'll say that I feel like we all need to, because it could have happened to anybody, you know what I mean? Like, whether she was looking, whether she was not looking, like, people, you know, are are crazy nowadays, you know, and 
you know, just having two kids myself, like, you know, it just takes a second. You know, you could turn away and, you know, we just got to we just got to pray. You know what I mean? Because nobody's really safe. You know what I mean? As, I mean, as careful as anyone can be, you know, there's always room for tragedy. You know what I mean? No matter what the situation. And so you just got to uh, I was I was happy to see that they, the media actually actually showed uh, them pray. You know what I mean? Like they actually, you know, show like, a lot of times they'll cut away or they won't even focus on that. But um, I was happy to see that they, you know, pray. And the young woman even said on the uh, interview, she was like, you know, prayer works. And so definitely, um, you know, happy to hear that that, that situation turned out well for the for the family. Um, what else is going on out here, man? Did you did you go up to? I mean, I know you don't have kids, Courtney, but did you go up to the, uh, the you know, hang out with the Obamas with the whole uh, you know Easter egg hunt this past week? I mean, they do the 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 Easter egg you know hunt with the bunnies and the the candy on the White House lawn. You know, is that something that you took part in? Are you trying to be funny now? <laughs> um, no, I, I did not participate with them, but I did hear about it and. Um, and I, I know that it's a tradition every year. I know that's something they do every year at the White House. But I, I just found it interesting because, you know, they support – I should say interesting. It's actually to be expected. But it's like they make a mockery of Jesus Christ no matter what, you know, whether it's homosexuality or whether it's, you know, using Easter to promote a you know, Easter egg hunt and – you know, the bun, Easter bunny, but, you know, they don't say anything about Jesus Christ, but you can't expect much from, you know, them. <clears throat> well, you know, it's it's interesting because, um, you know, the uh, the media, you know, that's really, if you guys have noticed, that's what they do. You know, they take these satanic holidays, whether it's, you know, Halloween and different, you know, things like that, and then they, they focus on them and make it like the biggest thing. Skin, excuse me, thing in the world, and it's like, oh my gosh, you know, it's Halloween, and other guy get your costumes, and and then they take the, the things that, you know, things specifically to honor Satan, they hype them up, but then at the same time, they take things specifically to honor God, and they tear them down, and they they trivialize them, and they make them, you know, something that they have nothing to do with, and so we really just gotta, you know, whether it's in our families, in our schools, in our jobs you know, um, social media, just continue to allow people to see the true meaning of what these um, these holidays are, you know, like Christmas, you know, Easter, um, you know, the, you know, things that actually matter, things that actually represent significant things for what we believe in. And unfortunately, that's not what's happening. We can't, you know, well, you know, you can't rely on the media to, to, you know, to give us Meet our holidays meaning our religion meaning that's not something they're 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 put there to do and so um, Easter is just a good example the Obamas you know we I said on social media just what a couple months ago they were you know they painted the whole White House you know they used the lighting to you know to celebrate gay pride they had it draped in you know uh, you know the uh, the freaking rainbow colors you know which everyone should know if you read the Bible is is it should symbolize and really symbolizes God's love for us, you know, but society has made it and, you know, tarnished it into being something, um, you know, evil, something to represent something that God hates, which is, you know, which is homosexuality and the, the sin of homosexuality. And so we just got to continue to um, do it the right way, continue to educate people, you know, um, don't let the media, um, you know, 
convince you about things that you should be passionate about. Don't let the media cause you to forget about, you know, what the Bible says we should be passionate about. And so I just thought that was, um, you know, I thought that was, it was interesting. You know, it is what it is, man. Speaking of which, what's, what's going on out here? A lot of celebrities are dying. Courtney, what's up? You know, Tyga, who is dating the Kardashian with uh, Kylie or Miley or whoever? What's the what's the Kardashian? Kendall, you know? What I mean, like I, I I lose track of the of these Kardashians, man. But I know Tyga, you know, he just he just lost his uh, his bodyguard, you know, tra- another tragedy. I mean, I tell you every every night, man. It seems like we're talking about somebody else, man. These tragedies are just getting. You know, they're just piling up for these celebrities. I mean, I wonder wonder what's going on out here. I've never seen so many tragedies, you know. But, um, you know, I mean, I, unfortunately, that's just the, the life. You know, that's how it goes. That's what's required. And so we just want to continue to pray for um, people, you know, who, who are in these situations and just, you know, pray for not only them but pray for their families and, and loved ones because a lot of times people are not, um, even aware of what's going on, and they just kind of get caught up by uh, by association, which is never a good thing. You know, I mean, did you, did you hear about that? I mean, you know that I don't know the specifics of it. I mean, I know he somehow passed away. I think he was murdered. I, you know what? I didn't even go into too much detail as far as reading into it because it's almost becoming just normal to just see that. Like, it's always something as far as uh, somebody related to a celebrity passing away. You know, um, who was it? Nicki Minaj's cousin, uh, Chris Brown's tattoo artist, Bruno Mars' mother. (laughs) The list goes on. It's actually not funny. But, you know, it just goes on and on and on. Yeah, and it's interesting. The new thing is, and, you know, we talked about this a few months ago, but um, the new thing or the old thing back in the day was it was, you know, people like Morgan Freeman, people who had served their time, you know, and gotten their fame, and like Bill Cosby and the Michael Jordans. You see these people who are at the, the peak of their fame. All of a sudden they have, like, these crazy tragedies, you know what I'm saying? But as of late, you know, we've been seeing more and more people – at the the cusp of of superstardom, and it's like that's you know they get they say look now nah, you got to show us something beforehand before we give you this fame and then so I mean just and just kind of watch you know watch it you'll see it like next thing you know somebody blows up or like they're about to blow up and then it's like tight like Tiger you can tell he's like you know right there he's had some success but then y'all get it man y'all y'all understand y'all see what it is um, what else is going on out here. What else is going on? I was watching TV and they uh, was watching sports, and unfortunately, they said that the the All Star Game, which was supposed to be held in North Carolina, um, now has to be moved. The NBA is forcing the All Star Game to be moved because um, there was some legislation, some some anti LGBT legislation that was passed in North Carolina, and so you know the NBA wasn't feeling that, and now they you know they're basically taking it out on on the the city of North, uh, excuse me, the state, <clears throat> uh, so, you know, to punish the leg, the you know the people who put this legislature into effect, and um, you know it's it's crazy, you know. I mean, we have a legal process. You know, you have laws that are voted on based upon you know the constitutional structure, and, you know, and now it's like when just because there's a law passed. 
that certain that does that may or may not fit a certain agenda. You, now they're being penalized. There are repercussions for that stuff, and that is just like to me, it's unprecedented. It's ridiculous. You know, you're they're, not, they're putting people in jail now who don't who who refuse to serve. You know, gay gay couples or different things like that. You know, officiants. You know, in the church are are being you know fined and different things like that for for not wanting to you know marry gay couples. And it's just you know we're getting to a point, guys, where you know it's just going to be the end times. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's already there, but I mean, it's getting to the point where it's going to be like, wow, you can't even say anything. You know, without being punished. Forget actually doing something. Forget legislature. Forget, you know, actual events or things like that, standing up for your, you know, what you're, you know, what you believe in. You know, if you figure back in the day, you know what I mean? You, people were actually killed for taking a stand for Jesus Christ, right? I mean, you know, you can look at the Bible, you know, I mean, and so that's, you know, where we're going towards. If, I mean, if you really think about it, go ahead and post something on social media. It's cool if you post a Bible verse. Okay, no one cares about that, right? But go ahead and actually speak about a certain socially relevant topic like gay rights, like homosexuality, you know, maybe even abortion, you know, from a biblical standpoint and just watch the attacks, you know, come from you or come towards you. And, you know, one of the things I was looking at, it's amazing I've never seen anything like it. You see, you know, you see, uh, you know, people like Donald Trump, which we've been talking a lot about over the last few years, or excuse me, last few months, last few weeks. And you have, you know, people from all over literally attacking not only him, but his supporters. The main reason for that, if you really think about it, is because of the media's perception that he's attacking Islam. Right, that's the. I mean, that's really what you got. Rappers. I was looking at the uh, the news. They got rappers coming out with songs. F Donald Trump. Don't come to Baltimore. We're gonna kill you. We're gonna put you in the trunk. I got a chopper with your name. Like just crazy stuff. But if you think about really, like if you really think about, like, okay, why don't people like Donald Trump? Like what? You know, the the reality is, it's really they're saying he's a racist. But if you really dig deeper, it's not that. He's a quote-unquote racist. He's not saying I don't like black people. But if you really think about it, the reason, what the media is, how they're portraying him is to say, hey, look, he hates Muslims, right? And that's, I mean, that's really what it is. And so what we have is everyone is bonding together to take a public stand for Islam, right? Now, I mean, and the crazy thing about it is. They're not even looking at it within the context, which which I don't agree with. Don't get me wrong. I don't agree with Donald Trump at all when he says we should ban Muslims for coming into the country. Like I don't that's not I don't think that would be an you know at all an effective policy from a presidential standpoint. But if you really, you know, uh put it into context, he's not saying, Hey, look, I hate Muslims. He's saying, Look, there's a problem out here with Muslim extremists who are committing these terror acts, and we don't have a proper vetting system in place to make sure that the people coming into this country are not terrorists. So because of that, you know, or until we can get a, a process put in place, let's keep them all out until we can be sure. I mean, that's really what he's saying, and that is exactly what he said, but the media is putting it out there in a different way. And I'm my thing is, like, I don't even care about that. My thing is, like, wow, I'd like to see that same level of passion 
for people who attack Christianity. Like, I mean, you see what you see? What I mean? We're not. This isn't even an attack on Islam. It's not even an attack. It's an. It's a flawed, proposed policy. I mean, that's what it is. It's flawed. It doesn't. You know, it's not going to work. But people are acting like it's an actual an attack. But even if it wasn't attacked, you got Christians standing up for the, for for Muslims without even standing up for their own religion. I don't know. I just find that to be amazing to me. You got. I mean, just really listen. Listen to what I'm saying to y'all. Really and really think about how crazy it is. You got you got the same Christians who supposedly hate Donald Trump for supposedly hating Muslims, but those same people are the ones supporting gay rights. They're the same ones who have no problem with abortion. They're the same ones who have no problem with the the media's bias and the media's you know tarnishing of of you know holidays like Easter and you know and uh, and even Christmas. Is that do you see a problem with that, Courtney? Oh, that is a huge problem, and I think that you and I both we know people like that, like those you know the Christians that you just described. And um, it's it's really just a sad state of affairs. It really is. <laughs> I, I don't know I, how I, mean, to... <laughs> I almost find it funny. You know, I must, it's it's so ridiculous. I almost find it funny because I just be looking at people like, "Yo, are you serious?" Like, you, you like you, people are mad. Like people are actually mad. Like when I hear like when I sat up there and heard Obama bashing Christianity and making a mockery of Christianity, like having the crowd laughing, making fun and making jokes about Christianity and making um. You know, using taking scripture and and just like, you know, just basically tarnishing it, I, that made me mad. You know, you understand that? And like the same way people are mad at Trump is how I get mad when I look at people like that. You know, who who have no dis, who are total disregard and make a mockery of things like Christianity, like the Kanye West, like Jay Z, like Beyonce. Like you guys listen to the show. You got that. Those are things that make me mad. Donald Trump is irrelevant. You know, even Hillary Clinton. You know, these are people who I get, you know, I get mad at. You understand that? So we really just got to, I think we got to um, prioritize prioritize our passion because it's really getting crazy out here. Speaking of Obama, um, a lot of things going on. Uh, I just read that he recently um, uh, lessened the sentences. You know, I posted on Facebook, there was an article saying that he, you know, has he been using his executive powers? I mean, this dude, I'm going to start calling him Superman or something, because this dude just be using executive powers, man. Executive orders, just like, you know what I mean? He be doing everything, man. He says, look, I'm going to do what I want to do. I'm like, okay. He's going to start doing stuff. So he, he actually lessened the sentences of approximately 60, over 60 um, criminals, you know, who um, basically committed what they're calling nonviolent offenses, and who have been credited for, um, you know, good behavior. How you feel about that, Courtney? You, you, you said I know you said online. You said you disagree with that. Oh yeah, I totally disagree with that, and this is why because I I do agree that there are you know inmates that are doing well. I shouldn't say doing well, but <laughs> doing what they have to do in prison so they can get out. Um, but then, you know, there are also some that are actually, they've learned and they, they plan to do better. And then, you know, once they leave, they plan to continue to, you know, exhibit good behavior and never get involved in crime again. I get that part of it. But 
at the same time, there are also inmates in there that plan to get out of jail only to get right back in because they're going to continue the crimes. So with that being said, just letting everyone go, which is everyone, but letting those people go, there are going to be some of them that are going to get back out on the streets and are going to continue the crimes that they were committing prior to even being in prison. So I don't agree with that. I don't think that they're all, quote, unquote, good and actually planning to do right. So I disagree with it. So what do you think he should have did? Nothing. <laughs> I mean, I, <laughs> no, I'm not trying to be funny, but here's, I look at it like this. There are consequences to everything that you do. So they knew that what they were doing would, you know, possibly land them in prison. So with that being said, they have to deal with those consequences. I don't think he should have um, intervened with that. I'm going to be honest with you. I mean, I agree with you 100%. I think it's ridiculous, you know. And, I mean, uh, here's the thing. Let me just say this. It's not even that that's ridiculous. It's that, it, you know what I mean? Because, I mean, do I have, do I think that, because I, I read a couple of stories. Like, I actually looked into some of the, not all, but some of the stories. And it was like, whoa, like, wow, you got life in prison for that. And so, and you'd already served, like, 30 years, I think, one dude. And it was like, okay. He's getting out in August. Like I'm like, all right, cool. Like it's not, it's the principle for me. You know what I mean? Like some, like I said, I didn't look at all of the situations, but I could see like, okay, you, you, you might, especially if you have a, a good track record, you have some good behavior. I don't have a problem with you getting out. But overall, I have a an issue with you know presidents intervening in you know in certain things, but not intervening in other areas. You know because I feel like. To me, it sets a, a bad precedent. You know, I mean, I've I've said for you guys have heard me say for years. In fact, I feel like Obama is one of the weakest presidents that we've that we've ever had. Just you know, um, as far as foreign policy goes, as far as domestic issues go, and, and you know stuff like this, it just kind of goes, you know, right along with that. You know, it's it's we have a criminal justice system. That is not tough enough, in my opinion. You know, criminals are out here doing all types of stuff, and I feel like we need to start cracking down on illegal immigration. You know, let's secure our borders. Let's let's you know increase these these uh, sentences and the penalties for gun charges. I mean, you got these little these kids out here, these young thugs, thugs out here with illegal guns. I mean, crime is at an all time high, especially in the black community. Look at uh, they said Chicago has had you know, more shootings than uh, I think right now is like a stretch. These last several months are like the most violent that they've actually ever been in the Chicago area. I just saw a, a number here in Philadelphia, um, 260, and this was earlier in the week, so we already know what's going up. It was 261 shootings this year. This is only March, or excuse me, April, okay? 261 shootings, like 62 deaths by, you know, homicide. That's crazy. You understand that? That's crazy. That's ridiculous. And, I mean, so to me, we have to get tougher on crime. We've got to start cracking down. Let's put these people under the jail. I have no sympathy whatsoever for for criminals, whether they're violent offenders, whether they're nonviolent offenders. You know, and I think that we as a community, we, we jump on, on the bandwagon of these quote-unquote causes you know, but we where's the outrage for the actual criminals? You know what I'm saying? The people who commit crimes. You know, we we get more passionate about victims 
than they do than people do about people the actual criminals. And I'm like, whoa, like that's crazy. So that's how I feel. You know what I'm saying? Now, what's up with your boy Donald Trump and Ted Cruz? They they're attacking each other's wives. Yeah. Courtney, I, mean, I know you don't watch politics. If you know if it ain't loving hip hop, you ain't really checking in on. Them. But I mean, I'm, so I'll just kind of summarize for you and everyone else that may be unfamiliar. But they, because here's the thing: they're like, oh, I, I've been following the headlines, and again, I follow, I watch the debates, I, I watch CNN, I watch the news, and they're saying that Ted Cruz, they're saying, well, Donald Trump is, you know, he attacked Ted Cruz's wife. And I'm like, what? Like they just make stuff up. Like I, we talked about before, and I'm just like, what? And this is, just, and we're going to continue pointing out various instances of media propaganda, media bias. And this was a good one, I thought, because Ted Cruz, I, and I don't know if it was Ted Cruz or or his people, but there was an ad. If you guys are unfamiliar, there was an ad that basically attacked Donald Trump's wife, right? They, you know, they. You know, put a picture of her out there. She was like nude or half nude or whatever. And so he took that as like, okay, this is probably from one of Ted Cruz's people, one of his super packs, you know, whoever. So he responded by retweeting something about Ted Cruz's wife. And so they, you know, they went back and forth. But the, but the the narrative is Donald Trump attacked Ted Cruz's wife. And you know, I mean, you see the sound bites, you see them going, but it's like, hold on, like, and I'm not defending him. I'm just saying, we got if we're gonna do this, let's let's be fair about it. Like, look at how this whole thing started. Like, we saw, I saw the 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 picture of Donald Trump's wife, and I, I mean, just somebody asked me, say, yo, they don't, they was like, yo, what's up, man? I like your show, and you know? all, I like, like listen to your show, but what's up with you? Like, are you you a Donald Trump supporter? Like, what's what's going? On? I said, look, I'm not a Donald Trump supporter. I'm not a Republican. I said, I just don't like haters. I don't like haters. I don't like misinformation. So when I see something that's not right, when I see stuff, it's like, wow. Because, see, that, a lot of that I can relate to. Like, I've been, I've been the person out there on social media who will say something, you know, but it will be interpreted as me saying something else or blatantly twisted in the, you know, make it seem like something else was totally said. And so uh, they're like that type of stuff, blatant lies, um, attacks, you know, personal attacks. And then I respond and it's like, oh, they don't, what did you do? You said this and that. And it's like, what? Like, did you not see this whole thousand comment thread? Like, that's how we kind of got to where we are now. L- listeners all over, you know, people tuned into that. People, you know what I'm saying, have been following it. Y'all have seen that. And so I see that stuff and I, I, I think back, like, wow, that used to be me. And so I see a lot of media propaganda, you know, I, I I feel led to speak on it. So, you know, in fact, this is another good example. You know, we got, um, you know, there's a big discussion now, well, there's always been, but uh, Donald Trump's recent comments about abortion have been brought to the forefront. Did you hear his uh, his thoughts on abortions and, you know, saying that women should be punished Yes. So I heard that initial statement um, that it should be some type of punishment. But then he later retracted the statement saying that, you know, he meant that doctors should be the ones that should be punished. So I guess everyone's, you know, talking about it because they're saying he's going back and forth and back and forth about it. But my thing is at least he has the courage to express you know, how he feels, like just saying how he feels. I don't see anyone really, any other candidates really saying, 
much about abortion, at least on the Democratic side. So, yeah, here's the thing: you fell for the okie doke. You know what I mean? Just like everybody else. Because the funny thing about it is, he never even retracted anything. That's mm-hmm. that's what I can't stand. The media. He never retracted. They they have these sound bites. Like, you have these debates. There was a town hall. I think it was, uh, I forget the dude's name was asking him the questions. But he basically said a lot about it. But the media, don't, they don't show you that. He said that women should be p- penalized. He said the institution should be penalized. He said doctors should be penalized. Anyone associated with these abortions should be penalized. He's spoken about this, you know, the whole time. There's stuff on his website. There's, you know, there's been debates. There's been town halls. There's been interviews. But the media decided to focus on one soundbite, one little thing, saying, oh, women should be punished. Even though he said a whole lot more than just women should be punished, that was the, you know what I'm saying, the headline. And that, that, caught, you know, that went viral and everybody, you know, started jumping on the barrel, let's attack him. But, and, then they said, and then later on they decided to focus on the other things that he said. But there was never a retraction. That was just something that they blatantly made up. He never came out and, and said, no, I don't mean this, but I actually mean this. They just chose to focus on other things that he actually said at different times throughout that particular interview as well as other times that he spoke. And that's just like, I, I don't know how politicians do it with that type of, you know, media. It's like amazing. Even if you look at the, because like I've been, like I said, uh, journalism was my my major. And um, like when you just, I don't know if you guys know, but. These broadcasters, these journalists, these reporters, they have, like, cue cards. They're reading off of a screen. But the thing about what you have to realize is they don't create that language. That language is is done for them by the producers and then their producers, then the people who sit up in the rooms getting the the play-by-play from the higher, higher ups as far as what what needs to be said, how they want it presented, and things like that. And so – these there's an agenda, and if you listen, there's like they they throw key words in there to the that they force the media to use, like retracted, Donald Trump flip flops, oh you know like di- different stuff like that, attacked. Like they throw these words out there, these key words that are gonna go viral, that are going to incite you know um, public opinion and and public outrage even. And that's how that stuff works. And it's the reason, it's a number of things. It's one, it's to push whatever agenda is being pushed at the moment. But then two, it's, you know, for ratings. It's for, you know, for um, for feedback. They want people listening in. They want people downloading the app. They want people, you know, uh, driving up the numbers so they can charge more in advertising dollars. But, now, you know, and who else can you go to right now during this political race to get you those numbers, you know, Donald Trump. And so, you know, that's, I just want people, and again, we're going to continue talking, I want people to just see it for what it is, see how this whole thing is, you know, playing out. And, um, you know, it's it's interesting. As far as abortion goes, I mean, to be honest with you, he hasn't said anything I haven't said this whole time. I mean, I feel like abortion is wrong. You know, I mean, I absolutely feel like not only should women, should uh, doctors, institutions, um, anybody, I feel like there should be some punishment, some um, ramifications. Because we all, I mean, here's the funny, the funniest thing about it is that there are going to be consequences. There's going to be punishment. 
You know what I mean? But it, it may or may not be on the legislative side, but it's absolutely going to be on the spiritual side. You know what I mean? Abortion is murder. So I don't, I don't, I'm not Donald Trump. I don't care what people say about me. I, you know, I, that's how I feel. I, you got women out here, you know, having sex all willy nilly, letting dudes run up in them raw, with no no fear of getting pregnant, no fear of anything else. And the next thing you know, it's like, oh man, I didn't get my period, so let me run to the clinic. You know, and that's that's become the new form of contraception. We're talking about millions and millions and millions and millions of fetuses murdered every year. And that's, I mean, I think that that's very irresponsible. And sure, absolutely. I mean, I, know, I personally know, and I'm not judging, but I know people who are out here who have had four or five, six abortions. People like Sherry Shepard has said, I've had more of abortions than I can count. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, that's un- inexcusable. That's just no regard for human life right there. So why not? Why can't we have uh, punishment? Why would you, as a Christian, why would you not want there to be? That's a better question. I mean, that's how I feel, but, you know, how do you feel? Well, the, the and I've said this on the show before, but for those that, you know, don't know, I am pro-choice, and the reasoning behind it is, um, the reason I feel that way is because I agree with you in um, the sense that, you know, I don't like how people are using it as far as a form of contraception. Like, I'm totally against that. I agree. You know, if you had sex and you got pregnant, then you should have the baby. I I do agree with that. But the reason I say I'm pro-choice is because I just think about the women that aren't in those situations. What about the women that have been raped? And we could say, okay, you know, they should keep the baby. I understand that. But then I think of, you know, those women have to be reminded every day for the next nine months of, you know, what happened to them. So I just always wonder about those women and what they would have to go through. Um, and so that's why, that's why I say pro-choice. I mean, no, I respect your opinion, but let me just ask you, though. I mean, do you think God is pro-choice? No. You're a Christian, though, right? I am a Christian. I'm absolutely a Christian. But I just I mean, I just wonder about those women. I don't I, I don't know how to feel about it because I don't want to say, Yeah, go and have that the baby and you've been raped and you've undergone something that was beyond your control. So no, I, I mean I, I hear what you uh, the reason why I asked her, are you a Christian? Meaning because 'cause I'm saying like Christians follow the teachings of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is God and if you're just saying, Well, God is not pro choice but you're a follower of God. I don't. Isn't there a disconnect there? Yeah, it is. I'm have to pray on that. <laughs> no, no, definitely. <laughs> oh, no. And we'll pray yeah. for you. We'll pray for you. But <laughs> clearly, you know what I'm saying. But no, I mean I've yeah. heard that. But I, I'll tell you, and I'll tell a lot of people out there that, you know, that's actually, and not to say that it doesn't happen, because you know I know that it does, but. I mean, with I mean, if you really think about it, there's if you take any sin, right? I mean, any sin that God clearly is, you know, against, there's going to be some conceivable, you know, scenario where it could appear as if that sin was justifiable. I mean, I know homosexuals out here talking about some. Well, you know, I love God. I can still love God, and I was born this way. And and many of them really do believe that. Like I, you know, for as long as I can remember, I was a little boy thinking about other little boys. Where a lot of people would be like, well, you know, 
maybe they are, maybe they were born that way. Well, who are we to say that? No, but we got to look at what God says. It's not about what we as men can come up with to justify it. You see what I'm saying? The word is timeless. The Bible is timeless. The Bible is everlasting. You know, what God says is right. There is no, you know what I'm saying? Well, you know, what about this situation? What about, nah, it's, it doesn't matter because if that's what God says, that's what God says. And I, I think that, so we just got to pray. You know, like, like Courtney said, we got to pray about stuff because the enemy is, is a lie. You know what I'm saying? The enemy is a liar, and he will try to distort the truth. You know, just like he did with Eve in the Garden of Eden. I mean, I'm sure she thought that, you know, it was actually a good idea to eat the fruit. I'm sure, you know, she. if you really look, read it, you know, the devil, the Satan, the serpent, he actually gave a pretty good argument for why it was okay to eat the eat the eat the fruit. But we all know it wasn't a good idea. So that's kinda how we gotta, you know, look at it, you know, what does God say? And really trust him. You know what I'm saying? Because you know, Courtney, the the women who I don't know if you know you've ever looked at the uh, statistics, but the percentages of, of those situations like when you look at the millions and millions and millions and millions and millions and millions of abortions and then you look at the percentage of those abortions that were the result a result of rape. If I asked you, like, what what percentage do you think that was at? Like, how how many of those do you think were actually the results of rape? Maybe ten percent. <laughs> a lot less than that. A wow. lot less than that. A lot less than ten percent. Ten percent would be very generous. It's a very small percentage. You know, it, meaning it, it very rarely happens. But like I said, that's not to take away from, you know, that's like saying, hey, look, like John Q. John Q. said, look, my son needs a heart. So look at John Q. He What did he have to do? I know there was no sex in that, so you probably didn't see that one. But you know what I'm saying? He went and held the whole uh, hospital hostage. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people say, well, that, hey, he was justified in that. No, nah, he still committed a crime. He still had to go to jail. You see what I'm saying? It was still wrong, even though his reasoning for doing it made sense. Hey, I might even did it myself. But at the end of the day, it was still wrong, just like abortion is wrong. Let me ask you one, not to, not to belabor the issue, but let me just ask you this real quick. Since, you know, we're talking about it, who's to say that that life is not still valuable? You know what I'm saying? Like, let's say, okay, fine, he's the result. Like, that's to say, all right, maybe I had an abusive childhood growing up. Maybe I had, you know, uh, maybe I was, something happened to me. Maybe something happened to you, you know, as a, re, you know, a result of irresponsible, irresponsible parents. But what if, you know, you see what I'm saying? Like, what if you were never here at, because of that. Isn't, doesn't your life, or couldn't that child's life, even though they were a, resu- a result of rape, they can't have a, a decent life? They, they, oh, they were, they were a result of rape, so let's just, let's just kill them. Don't even give them a shot at life. Is that how you feel? Well, no, not, not that I'm looking at it like that. I wasn't viewing it like that at first because, you know, as far as abortion, when we talk about or the media talks about women that have been raped, they don't focus on the child's life, you know, that's valuable. They focus on, you know, the the mother, the woman, and, 
you know, um, they've, you know, victimized her. And then, you know, and I felt for the okie dokie, like, you feel sorry for those women. And I know women personally that have been raped, and it's like, oh, you know, it tugs at your heartstrings, but then you don't look at, and I wasn't looking at the life that was valuable that was lost. Yeah, I don't know if a, a lot of people don't understand or don't know this, that, but Obama actually supports, and just about all Democrats, they support uh, partial birth, uh, basically murders. You know what I'm saying? Like, cause I don't know if y'all know, but like a lot of times when abortions are are, are are performed, you know, it doesn't always, you know, it doesn't always kill the child. You know what I'm saying? And so if you do some do some research on what happens to the the, the fetus after, you know, the kids are, are are basically sucked out, but they're still alive. Look into what Obama supports as far as how to. You know, terminate them. How to finish the job? It's very gruesome, man. There's documentaries and stuff like that. I just, you know, I can't support that. You know, and like we, I think we all, we could all agree that God would not be pro-choice. And so, you know what I mean? I think, I think really that um, ends the debate. You know what I'm saying? If you, I mean, if you really think about it, you know, because I wouldn't want to be on the wrong side of God's. You know, I wouldn't want to be on the wrong side of God. Period. You know what I'm saying? If God, if this is how God feels. Then that's how I'm gonna feel too. Now I may struggle with that, but I'm not. I would. I don't. I'm just putting this publicly. I personally would never, ever, or in any possible situation, say, "Okay, this is how God feels," but I'm just gonna go ahead and you know what I mean, defy God because that's you know. And I want anyone who who feels like they would do that or have done that should really pray because that's not where you want to be. Not not in 2016, really not ever, but certainly not in 2016 in the society we live in. All we have is God. If you, I mean, if you really think about it, so just something to think about. But yeah, abortion is um, you know, it's real, and I respect. I'll, you know, I think that. And if you look at the media, there's a reason why they're they're focusing on stuff. They Donald Trump is nothing more than a pawn. He's just a pawn, guys. He's nobody special. He's a pawn. He's a pawn used to, um, or he's a, overall, he's being used to put Hillary Clinton in office because she's been bought and paid for. So that's the first thing. But aside from that, you take these actual issues, you know, and they're using Donald Trump to to gain public support for certain certain issues that you know, what I mean, may, the mainstream media enjoys talking about. I'm sure they're they're going to introduce the gay thing before this whole thing is over. They they you know they they're touching on immigration, abortion, and they're using Donald Trump to speak his mind, and so it's just going to you know get all these people riled up, and then you know boom, they go ahead and and, and the issues go away because Donald Trump spoke about them. Whereas if he never spoke about them there would be no precedent set. There would be no reason for people to actually express passion about them. So it's it's crazy. It's really crazy. They're using this whole terror thing, you know, um, to just drum up more more fear. You know, we talked a lot about that on our last show, the real the, the real agenda behind instilling fear in you know in, in a, a people by the government. And so yeah, it's uh you know, it's deep out here. What what else is going on out here in the world, man? Kirk Franklin, yo, what, Courtney? You know, I, I don't know what's going on. What's up with your boy? What's up with Kirk Franklin? 
He's out here dancing. He's doing the the Millie Rock. He's doing the the the, the Dougie. He's he's stirring up the the crack cocaine. He's smacking the ass like he's doing all these motions. Like I'm just like yo, like what? Did did you see the, this video? Yes, and he was doing all of this to um, a Melodies from Heaven song. I'm like, are, <laughs> <laughs> like, are you serious? How do you how do you do that? Like, and the crowd was like loving it. It's crazy. Yeah, I mean, it's it's. I think of like when I saw that, I think of uh, like the woman in the choir who turned around and started twerking, like in church. <laughs> I, I think that that might. I've seen a lot of things. That was like one of the most ridiculous things I've ever seen in my life. And I think Kirk Franklin is like, you know, was like right up there. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's like stuff like this. It's not the problem with it isn't even that that they're doing this stuff. You know, that's not even the major problem. The problem is that there's no that it's a people's reaction to it. You know, what I mean, the fact that we're like one of the only people to be even be talking about it. You know what I mean? Is is very telling. You know, it's very indicative of the world that we live in, the society that we live in. I mean, you know, there was I remember a time when that was, you know, that would have been outrageous. Like I remember back in the day, people protested Kirk Franklin. Just for coming out with Stomp, I don't see a lot of people are too young to remember that. But I'm and I'm not even that old. I'm you know I'm 38. But I remember when Stomp came out, there were protests. The people in the church, and I don't even think that was warranted. But it was just like, whoa, you're taking God's word and you're you're twisting it, you're manipulating, it, you're making it into the world. And people had a pre people in the church had a problem with that. The real Christians had a problem with that. You know what I'm saying? But now it's like. It's a whole think I mean think about what I'm saying though. Think about what I'm saying. People protested Kirk Franklin when he came out with Stomp. But people aren't even protesting when this dude is cooking up doing the motions for cooking up crack. You know what I'm saying? See <laughs> people don't understand this stuff. See, let me let me tell you something. One of the things that people need to understand like if you look at Millie Rock, like that's one of the dances that they that's a dance. I think these guys are from Philly or something. I don't know. But look up the Millie Rock guys. And listen to the song. The the dances that Kirk Franklin were doing, some of them were, were basically from that video. Now if you look at the song, you look at the video, it's it's about drugs. It's about gang violence. It's about murders. It's about cocaine. You know, I I'm Millie Rock or anybody like, but anybody block this like that stuff that you know obviously is I mean obviously in the world, but it's more so like of a criminal nature. So like it's one thing, okay, teaching me how to Dougie, teach, teach me how to, like oh okay Dougie, all right, that's not that's something fun, that's you know that's something that can be viewed as positive. Okay, it's a fun dance, whatever. But when you're doing stuff like <laughs> you know like you're emulating people who are obviously not putting forth, not even a godly message, but not even a positive message. You know what I mean? When they're putting out an actual negative message and you're taking their songs, they're taking their dances and making it into your own, it's like, why would you even do that? You know what I'm saying? Like like doing songs, making music with Kanye West, who's passionate about making a mockery of, of, of Christianity as a whole, there's no possible good that can come out of that. 
And so when you, I mean, if you just watch it, like if you you saw him like doing a little, like you know how you you dance, you acting like you kind of have your simulating sex, and you're like smacking, you know, y'all know what's up, y'all y'all, y'all ain't virgins out here, y'all know what it, you smacking the smacking the ass. Well, that's basically what he was doing. I mean, you saw it, right? I'm not making this up. He's like acting like he smacked. What was he smacking, Courtney? Somebody's booty in his head. <laughs> I mean, I'm just asking, like, what was he smacking? What was he cooking up? You saw him with his left hand. He's holding his left hand out, and with his right hand, he's like stirring something up. That's the motion for cooking crack, cook, you know, creating, you know, like crack. I mean, you're, you know, that's going to be sold in the streets. So why would you take certain motions? You know what I'm saying? Certain images, especially when you're singing about what is it? Melodies raining down from heaven and all that. What the heck? I mean, I know he struggled with porn back in the day. I know that was an addiction he had, but I'm, I mean, I'm just saying. I thought that was, I thought he was delivered from that, and I'm not judging. I'm just I'm just saying. I thought that's what if he's he's smacking ass. I told y'all what happened to Enon. I never, yo, this is like one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> yo, and Courtney, you go here now. I'm at Enon, right? I'm at my church, and uh, Kirk Franklin came to, you know, do a concert in, in the church. And uh, <laughs> he, yo, he, he's like, yo, I'm going to take some, I'm going to do some songs. I'm going to take some questions from the audience or whatever. So he was on, in like the, a couple pretty, you know, one young woman stood up. She was younger, but she was real pretty. He's like, oh man, go ahead, stand up. Let me hear what you got to say. He's like, come on, stand, come here. What you got to say? Come here a little bit. He's like, and 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 I think her pop was there. He was like, little bit, what? <laughs> and, and and I guess Kirk act like he didn't hear him or whatever. And I was saying the dude was right behind me. He's like, no, I don't like that. He was cur- cursing everything like, in church. He's like, a little bit. No, I don't like that. No, don't call nobody a little bit. And I'm like, I'm just asking, like, why would you? What does that even mean? Little little bit. Like little bit of what? Like maybe it's just me, but Kirk, man, I can't. I used to mess with his music. I mean, I still like his music, but I just can't get down with his whole that whole worldly vibe, man. It's just like to me, it's it's not uh it's not sending the right message. It's definitely one. I mean, he he. I'll tell you one thing about him. He he'll even like he goes out of his way to to take the world and bring it into the church. Like, it's one thing to do it naturally. It's like, okay, I'm going to make a song that has more like a, a hip-hop beat. Like, okay, whatever. But when you go and call yourself Kirk Franklin and the family, that's a direct take at that time from Puff Daddy and the family. Like, Puff, that had just come out. You know what I'm saying? Like, he he's doing this stuff specifically you know, to take from the world, which means you're basically living in the world. You're seeking the world and and making a conscious effort to put that into your music rather than having it happen organically, which I don't, you know, I don't necessarily agree with that, especially since so much stuff in the world is. I mean, the Bible even says you should not love the world or the things in it. I mean, and, you know, and so at what, where is the, based on that scripture, where is the justification for taking worldly things and making it into, you know, into the gospel? So I I don't like that. No, no, I don't like that one bit. I mean, I know Courtney, you get down with that type of stuff because you live in the world. But that's what I'm saying. I don't, you know what I'm saying. I don't. Oh, really like here that. we go. So, you have to play that's me. how I feel. 
No, I mean, this is keeping it real Fridays, though. Well, I want, a little bit later, I want to talk about Tatiana Ali. I want to talk about the hate. I want to talk about the real reason, you know, the real reason for the hate. I want to talk about Steve Harvey. You know what I mean? Because I, I was watching him today. Um, I, w- I want to talk about some, some fashion, fashion do's and don'ts. Some spring fashion do's and don'ts because, you know, it's getting warmer out. It's getting, you know, it's going to be time for the tights and, the, you know, the tank tops, the short skirts. And, you know, we just want to talk to you all a little bit about, you know, how that should go. Um, now, but before we do that, I, I told you I want to talk about the man code, some some man code violations. I don't know if you guys heard about this. This is crazy, man. This is I've never seen anything like this from a public standpoint, from a sports standpoint. But Nick Young, who is uh, engaged to Iggy Azalea, you guys may have heard, um, plays for the Lakers, used to play for the Sixers. And, you know, evidently D'Angelo Russell, who is, you know, this star, you know, rookie for the Lakers, it made news that he, he was having a conversation with him and he vid- and he basically recorded him you know, uh, talking about, I guess, some of his sexual exploits with with young women while he was with Iggy Azalea. Did you hear about this story, Gordon? Yes, I heard about it. That that whole thing is crazy. Just why did, why would he videotape it? And I'm just hearing a lot of um, people taking up for D'Angelo for videotaping and saying, well. You know, he's young, he's only 20, he's a baby. But I just think that it's so silly. Let Nick and Iggy live their lives. Like, why are you in his business like that? You know what? It, it, you know, it's an interesting thing because back in the day, there were certain there were certain lines that you didn't cross. There was a code. There were certain things that, you know, you just didn't do. I mean, and, and, you know, even if you knew, like, your homie was cheating on his girl, you never went back to the girl, you know what I mean, and, and told. You know what I mean? You, you just didn't do that. I mean, I wouldn't do that. Even now, I wouldn't do that. You know, it's just certain things that you don't do. You don't you don't snitch on people. You don't – I mean, I don't even know what his motivation for doing it was. I, mean, I don't I don't know if they, he just didn't like them, but, you know, and as a result, like, they said the whole Laker organization just – they don't speak to him. They don't – eat with them, they don't, you know, sit next to them on the bus or whatever. They just, you know, kind of have turned their backs towards them, which I think is good. It's like, yo, you you don't do that. And although it's kind of crazy that nobody's really talking about, like, yo, uh, Nick, you you know, you, you kind of cheated on your your fiancé. Like, nobody's even talking about that, but they're talking about the, you know, which is, you know, which is how it should be, really. I mean, that's for Iggy, I mean, yeah, Iggy Azalea to, you know, to make a decision about whether or not she wants to stay, but you know, I mean that's that's on her. But the whole the real issue is that, you know, you got you got somebody these guys out here, man, and just not loyal like they used to be. So leave those, leave those types of dudes alone, Courtney. You know what I'm saying? Cause that's who that's who you be dealing with. I don't I don't recommend that. Um, Courtney, let me ask you a question. Um, Sprint, cause we'll talk. I want to talk about fashion a little bit. Then, we, then we'll talk about Steve Harvey and Tatiana Ali. Then I'm gonna go to sleep, man. I'm gonna take some Nyquil. My throat has been killing me, but you know, um, have you? What have you seen? It's been you know seventy, seventy five, I think today. Have you seen yet the the the, the freakiness coming out? Not yet, but I know that I will soon. <laughs> what I know are you I will used soon. to seeing? 
what am I used to seeing? Uh, I'm used to seeing leggings worn with uh, a short top, <laughs> um, so nothing covering the booty. I'm used to seeing that. Um, what else? Just tight clothes, period. Like when, whenever it's just a little bit warm, it's like the clothes get tighter. And um, so that's what I'm used to saying. But now I've, I've seen, like, maxi dresses starting to come out with uh, a denim jacket over it. I've seen that look. I'm going to tell you all something. That's a nice look right there. I'm gonna tell, that's a nice look. Um, I'm going to tell you all, first and foremost, that it's weird. Like over Before we even talk about fashion, when you got women need to understand what men want and what they don't want. Okay, there's two things, you guys know all this by now, but for the newer listeners, you know, there, there's two women that we want. There's the woman we want to have sex with, you know, if that's what the guy's into, if you know, that's where he's at in his life, which, we, you know, we've all been there. But either we want the, the freak, you know, or we're looking for the wife. The two are not going to be the same person. They're not going to look the same, they're not going to dress the same, they're not going to do the same types of things. Okay, the wife is not going to, well, I'll put it like this. The freak is going to look like a freak. She's going to look kind of how what Courtney just described. You know, the tight clothes, the cleavage, the colorful hairstyles, the weaves, the wigs, the boobs. And, and the irony with that is that men don't even like that stuff. You know, don't, I mean, that's where the media comes in. You know, the media will have you all thinking that this is what men like, but men are not at all pressed about a pair of boobs they've seen big butts you know i mean it's it's like if you're dealing with a man who who is you know super interested in how you look physically you, you know you got to get your self-esteem weight up because there's there's so much more to dating there's so much more to relationships and um you know it's just not what we want you know men see that stuff. The, what that's like you know there's a, a lot of guys go to strip clubs and I think for what a lot of y'all have to realize is that, and the irony is that women will be like, no, I don't want my man going to a strip club. Well, why not? It's the same thing. It's the same reason he's with many of y'all. Like if I mean, a lot of women are following me. They say, well, what do you mean by that? Listen, if you're the type of woman who walks around with showing off her booty, showing off her boobs, well, then obviously he's, he, that's what he's looking for at that point. So if that's what attracted him to you, what makes you think he won't want to take that to the next level times 10 and see some real boobs, see a real crazy body, you know, really see some freaky stuff? I mean, think about it. Just really think about it. And you say, well, I don't want him doing that. Why? That's why he's with you. But what you really want is to be the woman who he can enjoy spending time with, who he can enjoy you know, having a conversation with, okay, looking forward to building a future with. The best, I'm telling you all straight, and I've I've been on all sides. I've done it all. But what I got to understand is the best women are out here looking something like Pocahontas. You know what I mean? And that's no disrespect to anyone, but I'm going to tell you what I mean by that. It doesn't mean you have to actually physically look like Pocahontas, but it's that it's that look. It's the the classy look. You know, it's the real look. You know, real hair, it's that conservative look. It's the long, flowy dresses look, the sandals with the pretty toes look. 
You know, it's the I got a nice body, I take care of myself, you know what I mean? But I'm secure enough and confident enough not to show that off to the world. That's the that's the look that these men want. That's the one they want to bring home to mom. All these boobs out women are not getting home brought home to mom. And if a man can't bring you home to his mom, he's not going to respect you. He's not going to be with you. And so it's amazing how I look at people. I'm like, yo, you got it wrong. You What, you trying to get smashed off on a Friday night? And they're like, no, I want a husband. Well, how do you want a husband with your ass out? <laughs> you know what I mean? How do you want a husband? Your, your, your freaking areola is showing. showing. That's not, I mean, I mean, I seriously, I'd be one to ask these women that. They're like, well, I thought that's what he wanted. What the heck? You're 45 years old. What you what you think you're doing? You ain't impressing nobody. How you? Come on. We see we at 45, we done seen our fair share of areolas. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, Courtney? They showing up areola like he's going out of style, like these men don't know what one look like. I'm, yo, yeah, areola the size of a pancake. Like, that's not, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's not... <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't do nothing. <laughs> Stop. Stop. <laughs> That's not attractive. These men. I mean, the only reason I'm saying that is because I've I've been over on that side. I've seen the 35, the 37 year, and I'm 38. But I've seen some 38 year olds that don't need to be showing off nothing. You better just give your life to God. You better just have a great personality, because you, other than that, you 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 in trouble. You know what I'm saying? It's not too many 40 year old sex symbols out here. I mean, seriously, nobody nobody's lusting. Like, oh my God, yeah, I gotta. That's where the strip clubs come in, ladies. That's where the 25 year olds come in. I hate to burst the bubble, but this is keeping it real Fridays, ladies. These dudes aren't pressed. You got you can't be 65 dressing like you 25. I'm sick of these little memes popping up. Oh yeah, how do you think she? You know, how do you think should a 65 year old woman dress like this? Like, what do you mean? And they'd be like, yeah, oh, she looks good. No, she doesn't. Like, she doesn't look good if she's 65 dressing like a 25-year-old freak. There's nothing good about that. I'd be looking at these pictures. I'm like, yo, are y'all blind? Like, are y'all crazy? And that, Now, don't get me wrong. I don't want y'all to take this wrong. That's not to say you can't look good at 65 because the psychos, are, you know, they, they went, this is going over their heads. But the point is, it's your body cannot and should not be the main thing that you have to offer at any age, let alone, you know, 52. You know what I mean? So, I mean, I don't know, Courtney. I mean, shoot, Courtney, you don't even need to be wearing some of the stuff you be wearing. That's why I'd be like, yo, what's like, really? what are you doing? And you and you only really? 29. So, I mean, you know what I mean? You ahead of the game. So, First of all, I'm take always that, Take that stuff off. You know, don't yeah. But no, seriously though, like the only reason I'm saying is because I look at these guys like there's a problem. Like ladies, when y'all go to the like y'all single moms, and I'm not knocking single moms, but I'm just gonna tell y'all this. Can, and I go to the barber shops. When y'all go to these barber shops with y'all sons, yo, take the high heels off, take the tight, super tight jeans off. No one is cracking on you in the barbershop. No one's going to be like, yo, excuse me, can I talk to you for a minute? No, it's not happening. Y'all be going, coming to the barbershop Saturday morning, dressed from maybe like 10 o'clock in the morning. Like, y'all be dressed. Louis Vuitton bag, fresh weave. 
boobs out, ass out. I'm like, yo, where are you going? You're like, you're taking your son to the barber shop. No one's like, oh my gosh, yo, I I can't wait for the that that single mom to come in there so I can, you know, so I can rap. Let me get her number. Like, no, yeah, the one with the ass out. Like, I mean, come on, you do you see what I'm? I'm sure you see you've seen women who who practice those types of those antics. Of course, absolutely. I I've seen women. You know, single moms a lot of times too, unfortunately, just doing the most with the hair, switching extra hard, you know, like they're walking down a runway. I've seen all of that, and it's just so unnecessary. I, I, I don't know what to say. Like, I don't, because like I said, I go to the barber shops, and like that stuff is just not appealing to me. What's what's appealing is the, now y'all, I mean, you really wanted me to tell you what's the most sexiest thing in the world. What's sexy, what's beautiful is the women who go to the gym, the women who go to Target, the women, not Walmart, the the Target women, the women who are shopping, and you look in their cart, and they got, like, broccoli. They got, you know what I'm saying, like, spinach. They got some, it's not like, you could tell they cook. You could tell they take care of themselves. They got the sweatshirt on. They got. They're not all extra. There's nothing worse than an extra woman. These women who go, who are just gorgeous, but they got the tights on. They got the 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 running shoes on. They got the little baseball cap pulled down because you can tell they just came from a run or they're about to go for a run. They just came from the gym. Those are the most beautiful women. You understand that, guys? Not the women who are like extra. I told y'all before we used to go to the um. When my daughter was was young, we used to go to the like the it was called the little gym, like little classes and activities for the kids or whatever. And so, you know, the white women they come in there, you know, first thing it was like nine o'clock in the morning. They come in there, the yoga pants on, hair back in a ponytail, no makeup on, just you know, sweatshirt on. The dads come in there with some you know some beat up shoes on, some some little you know uh, basketball shorts or whatever. You see that? You see? My wife will tell you. You see the black women come in, single moms come in, you know, just perfume smelling all, smelling up the whole room, weave, mm-hmm. boobs out. You like, okay, everybody on your knees, you know what I'm saying? Okay, let's do it. Take your child and roll them over. They're gonna do the wheelbarrow, or whatever. They doing a little wheelbarrow, bending over. Their, their boobs are popping out their shirt. My wife will tell. I'm not making this up. It was. It would be only the black women. We're like, yo, what are you doing? Like. People are there with their kids. They're not trying to, nobody's trying to get your number. And all of that speaks directly. And I see this stuff all the time. It speaks directly to how you view yourself, you know, what you see in the mirror. You got it. We got to get out of that. You know, whether we're talking about fashion, whether we're talking about sex, you just got to, you got to, we got, we have to stop that. You know, there needs to be somebody other than myself that says, hey, look, black women respect your bodies. We have we come from a lineage of kings and queens, but we yet we have the most jacked up community out there. Everyone will try to paint a picture that says something different, but I mean, you know, let's I mean, t- time for fun and games is over, Courtney. I mean, at some point somebody we got to start keeping it real. You know what I mean, Courtney? I mean, seriously. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, y'all know what it is. We have we I mean, it's just jacked up. Our parents are messed up. Our schools are messed up. Our kids are you know turning out messed up. You know, crime is crazy. Somebody got shot. You know, in the supermarket today. You know, just it's just stupid stuff is happening. People are getting shot in their standing on their porches, sitting on their porches. You know, I mean, so at some point we got to start taking responsibility for our own our, ourselves, and it starts with, I believe, it starts with our women. You know, historically, the women have always been the the backbone of the family. You know, they held everything together. And I've said for years, you know, from a media standpoint, from a government standpoint, from an agenda standpoint, when you take away the mother and to not really not physically take her away but when you take away the image of quality and respectability the black family goes goes away that's how you destroy a race you take you you, you tarnish the image of their women back in the day you had you know um you know Florida Evans Felicia Rashad you know Claire Huxtable and all that stuff i mean you know, I mean, the list goes on and on. Now you got Olivia Pope getting getting trains ran on Gabrielle Union, being Mary Jane. You got the loving hip hop hoes. You know, you got all these women. What happened to the positive images that we used to have? You know, you take away that stuff, and then you, uh, the whole family gets messed up. The whole community gets messed up. So I mean, that's kind of what's going on, and I believe it starts with fashion because fashion is what's going to ultimately determine. How a man approaches you, really, what kind of man approaches you? Because the Christian man, they they're staying far away from the hoes. I mean, that's not even a question, you know. And so you're only you're only going to attract a certain type of guy. Let me just ask you a question, Courtney, real quick. Since we're keeping it real tonight, it's keeping it real Fridays. If you guys are just tuning in, this is what we do Friday nights. But I was at Wild Wings. Courtney, you know about Wild Wings. They got some great wings not too far from my neighborhood where I live. And um, one of the girls, I was just kind of, I wasn't eavesdropping, but I was just standing behind a young woman who was having a conversation with one of her girlfriends, typical ghetto chicks. And she was just like, yeah, so, you know, I'm just, I don't know. I'm just, I don't know. I kind of got my guard up because this is, I mean, he's a good dude and everything. I mean, he's not, he not what I'm used to. He just, you know what I'm saying, I don't know how to treat him. So like uh, he's not a street dude, you know me. I'm used I'm used to dating these street dudes, and it's just like I don't I don't really know, you know, what to do with him, you know. Like so, I'm just kind of playing hard to get a little bit, and I just want to tap her. Like, excuse me, excuse me, sweetheart. Like, can I talk to you for a little bit? I just, you know, I ain't do it, but I'm just like, yo, I can't talk. Like, what's wrong with you? You know what I mean? Like, first of all, I mean, I just want to ask, like, and this is no disrespect, but. Why do so many women, and this is absolutely rhetorical, but why do so many women date these street dudes? Like, and like, know know that they date street dudes. You know, we we've seen an increase as the economy has has decreased, um, you know, and worsened. We're, we've seen an increase of strippers and and you know drug dealers and things like criminals. You know, whether it's the check scams, credit card scams, you know that, that stuff is all out there. Drug dealers hustling. And these women know what it is. Like they like when they say they all right, he's a street dude, they're talking about okay, carries illegal guns, sells maybe a little some weed, uh, might be in a gang. And that's I mean, I see this stuff all the time. And nobody everyone acts like, Oh no, this is just normal, this is just you know, and really people just don't even talk about it. 
They'll talk about Donald Trump. You know what I mean? They'll talk about all this other stuff. They'll talk about, you know, the the, the shootings, Trayvon Martin, all that. They'll talk about that. But no one's talking about the women who knowingly date these street dudes, get pregnant by these street dudes, and then, you know, all types of hell breaks loose as a result of that. And, like, that's, it's having a horrible, horrible, horrible effect on the, our community. Because what if you get, you know, knocked up by a street dude? Courtney, here's a million-dollar question. What do you think the kids are going to turn out to be like? Just like the father. Right, a street dude. Now, some people call him a street dude. She called him a street dude. Y'all know what I call him. I call him a nigger. You know what I'm saying? And we need to get out of that. Oh, do you? Well, you don't use the term nigga. Like what? Why not? What would you call these niggas out here? I mean, like, come on. I'm not politically correct. I don't try to be. I keep it real. Niggas are destroying our community, <clears throat> and I think we need to get out of the habit of making excuses for people who decide to lay down with niggas. And niggas who decide to, to, you know, deal with hoes. I mean, I, I, it's just ridiculous to me. I just be looking. I just sit back and watch. Like, wow, y'all. So y'all just gonna talk about everything, but what's what's really going on? What what the real problems are? Like, okay, all right, leave me out of it. Then just leave me out of that conversation. So that's a lot of what I see going on out here. So I just wanted to touch on that for y'all. But I was there was in fact a, a discussion. From a few years ago that I reposted, and it was the the, the uh, debate about uh, it was a picture of Nicki Minaj on one side and Sally Richardson on another side, and it's like a perfect example of that whole Pocahontas look versus the whole look. You know, I mean that's and I really hate to tell women this, but it's just like they're they're more we we as men any any man will tell you this like y'all don't. I don't hear men disagreeing with me about stuff like this. Any man will tell you there's a ton more Nicki Minaj's out there than there are the Sally Richardsons out there. And that's a real problem. That's the real reason you're not seeing these men getting married like they used to. Because back in the day, there were there were more Sally Richardsons around the time when there was actually Sally Richardson. You had your Sally Richardsons, you had your Nia Longs, you know, you had your Lark Voorheeses. You know, but now it's just like the Nicki Minaj's, the Beyonce's, the video hoes. And it's just like nobody wants that. Nobody wants to. I mean, how you mad? How you bring home Nicki Minaj? I mean, I mean, seriously, how do you? My mom told me back in the day. So what I'm saying to y'all is if that's you, just really listen to what I'm saying. Like, yo, no one wants you. You know what I mean? Not like that, but I'm saying like if that's what you look like. You're, that's all you're going to be good for is a piece of ass. Like, I'm just saying, like, I'm, listen to what I'm saying to you, like, because I, I don't want it to be unclear. Time for fun and games is over. People are getting older. Time is passing. At some point, you got to leave your hoish ways behind. Leave your hoish ways in your teens, in your 20s. If you third, nobody wants the 35-year-old hoe. No, they had the 40-year-old version. Nobody wants the 40-year-old hoe. Nobody's looking for a 40-year-old jump-off. You know what I mean? I hate to tell you that. By that time, people are looking for wives. If you're somebody's jump-off and you're like 35, 40, you failed at life. So you got in it. But now, that said, it's never too late to change. But if that's what you're doing, you got to get your life together. No more holding hands. 
No more politically correct. Stop being a hoe. Like, like, what am I saying? Like, if you're about to give somebody some ass tonight and you know you're not married to him, that's not even your dude, you just, just stop. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, Courtney? <laughs> just stop it. Because some of y'all are hoes out there. And the hoeish behavior has got to stop. And that's not to put all the blame on the women, because there's a lot of niggas out there. There's a lot of Christian niggas. I ain't forget about the Christian niggas. I'm talking about the dudes in the friends group want to act all politically correct and posting scriptures, but then be hitting up the, the, the women in the inbox secretly. You know, I've had to kick some guys out the group because they was, they was Facebook pimps. They was hitting up the ladies. I counsel a lot of these women. You know what I mean? They be like, yo, they don't, what's up with so-and-so? He hit me up on the inbox. I'm like, yo, what, who? What's his name? Oh, yeah, that dude, so-and-so. I ain't going to put him on blast. But it's just like, dang. I thought they was a real one. I thought they was a real Christian. <laughs> I was about to have them on the next barbershop talk. Now, I, they, I, let me find out. They trying to smash off Courtney. They, they hitting up Courtney in the inbox. Courtney's <laughs> DMB popping. Right. I remember the special we just did. That special was in, inspired by Courtney. Her DMB popping. <laughs> I mean, it definitely goes down in Courtney's DM. Some of these Christian pimps out here, boy, I tell you. You know what I mean? So I got to be careful. But seriously, though, man, keep those legs closed. You know what I mean? Let me post a picture of a meme in the friends group, the Christian group. I'd be like, yeah, so, you know, post a selfie. That Yo, the freaks come out, boy, and them. You know what I mean? Don't get me, you know, most of them are cool, but some of the ones, they just be... Oh man, that was my chance. That was my opportunity. Let me post a little bit of cleavage, not too much, but a little bit. Remember that chick who posted a picture in her bra on, on that thread, Gordon? <laughs> yes, I I've, said, I've seen it all. I've seen um, it all. It's crazy. Courtney, what you mean? That was you though. Like, what you mean? You seen that was no, that okay, that no, it, it definitely wasn't. Why over there trying to play me? It wasn't. But, um, yeah, I've seen that, just the selfies of, you know, people that I've never seen in a group interact or anything. But, you know, it's obvious, you know, they're trying to get a man or, you know, get attention, whatever the case may be. But you don't have to do that. Just take a normal selfie. Just be you. Yeah, man, it's tough. And that's where the problems arise is when people aren't really comfortable being themselves because, in their opinion, being themselves is what got them dogged being themselves is what got them taken advantage of. But, you know, just because that's been your history doesn't mean that has to be your future. All right? 855-55-DAY-DON. Shoot me an email. Call me. We can set up some private counseling sessions, get you back on track, help you find love. You know what I mean? That's how it goes. Let's talk a little bit about Tatiana Ali. I posted the, the uh, many of you may remember, um, maybe about, I think about four or five years ago, we had her on the show. And um, that's when we had celebrities on, like, every week or whatever. She was one of the celebrities we had on. And um, it was a very good interview, very informative interview. She talked about what she had going on. She talked about what she looks for in a man. And if anyone remembers, you guys heard that show. I think me and Gerald were on at that point. If anybody remembers, I I told you all specifically. I said, yo, I said, the guys were hitting me up. Like, yo, I need her information. What's her number? What's her email? What's her? I don't think it was Instagram back then, but people was hitting me up like, "Yo," and I told because you could hear, you could hear the, the the 
you know, you could see the beauty, but you could hear the great personality um, exuding from her. Like, in that, I can't stress enough. I told you all then, I'll tell you all five years later, that's the type of woman that these men are looking for. Um, you know, I've not really seen a lot of hoish pictures. Not to say they don't exist. I'm just not a stalker like some of you guys who are actually googling Tatiana Ali right now for the sole purpose of trying to find her. I don't, you know, what I mean, I don't do that. I have a life, but I'm saying, like me personally, I haven't seen those pictures. Um, and so what I, you know, what I remember of her is it has been more of a classy type of look. And so, you know, it, you know, you heard her on the interview, and now you see. She appear, I don't you know I don't know this guy or anything like that but it appears as if you know good dude um, and so they are now I guess engaged getting married have a child on the way and um, you know I say congratulations to him I po- the reason for posting the uh, you know posting that was that I saw a lot of hatred like you know I'm in I'm in a number of different groups I mean. You know, sometimes we can get spoiled just being in the friends group because it's like everybody's cool, everybody you know says the right thing, everybody's like Christian, like oh, okay, great. But you you know you talk about some of these same topics in other groups, the responses are totally different, and the people are totally different. And so I'm seeing a lot of hatred towards her, like yo, she couldn't find a black guy and this and that, and she just and that's what happens when these black women get successful, they just want a, a white man and this and that. I'm like a white man, like what are you talking about? Did you, did you hear, have you heard any hatred? No, I haven't. But a couple of things I got to say about that. One, he didn't appear to be white. Not that it matters. It doesn't matter what race he is. He looked biracial to me. But aside from that, let's just say he was white. What would have been the big deal? I'm happy for them both. I think that's great. I mean, there's no reason to hate on her. Here's the thing. This is what it is. I mean, it's a, and I, I told you all on the thread that I was going to tell you all what was really going on. It was. It's two things that's really going on, and I have no problem keeping it 100% real. The reality is you see a lot of unattractive women who are putting their boobs out, putting their booty out, and they're getting, you know, they're attracting guys who only want them for that. You know, they've got the kids, they've got you know, the effects of that type of behavior. And then they see someone who is beautiful, who has what appears to be a good man, and, you know, who loves not only them, but their, you know, their upcoming child. That is, for many women, unfortunately, is a very sore spot, you know, especially if they've achieved or haven't achieved anything or have only experienced the exact opposite of that. That is not, you know what I'm saying, that's going to make anyone hate. And so... You gotta just like I said, you gotta feel good about yourself. You gotta put the past behind you. You know, don't let the past affect your past affect how you view people in the future. That's not that's not fair to Tatiana Ali. I mean, she's gorgeous. There's nothing to say negative about her. You know, everyone should be happy. You know, who cares? I mean, race doesn't matter. Race is irrelevant. You know what I mean? People would be cracking me up. They'd be like, "Oh yeah, we uh, we should all be equal," and, and this whole focus on race. But then, but yet people have a problem with interracial dating. It's like, what the? How, what, what is it? Do you want everybody to be equal? You want equality, or do you want to keep us segregated? It love is love. Love is true. Love is hard enough to find without, you know, uh, without having to separate and try to. 
oh, oh, God, I got to be within this racial bracket. You know, otherwise I'm going to get hate on social media. Who cares about social media? I've never been the type of person uh, to care about what people say online. Like, who cares? Some people live on social media. It's like, yo, do you, do you even have a life? It's like, it's crazy. But, I mean, I, I don't know what it is. But, yeah, so, I mean, I, congratulations to them. Um a lot of women out here are dealing with men who ha- who have no intention of taking care of their children or even supporting them in any way. And so when you see that, that's that's the real reason that when you see happy couples, it's like, wow, he's actually going to take care of that child. That's where the real hatred comes in. People might not, everyone may not love themselves, but they love them kids, though. And I mean, I know, I know, I know women with no self, not low self-esteem. I'm talking about no self-esteem, but and they hate themselves in many cases. But they love them kids, and so when you see you see a child suffering because of a man that they gave the ass to, and you know what I'm saying. But it's like that the combination of the child that you love suffering, and the fact and the guilt and the shame associated with having sex with someone who you know doesn't want you or that child, that's enough to drive many women over the edge. I Oh, believe me, I know it. I get it more than anyone. I've counseled thousands of women on this very issue over my life. You know, so trust me, I'm, I know exactly what I mean when, I'm, when I say what I'm, what I'm saying. But that, all that means is that you got to put God first. Because when you're, when you're turning to what you've seen in your life, and then looking at what you currently see in your in your life now, and that becomes the focus to the point where you're hating on other happy couples. God isn't in the mix there; He's not in that equation anyway. You got to add Him to the party, right, Courtney? Was there a point in your life where God wasn't even in the mix in any capacity? Absolutely, there was a point where He wasn't in in my life at all. Um, Really, when I was like engaging in unrepentance and fornication, all of that stuff, I didn't have a relationship with God, and that I didn't care about it at that time because I wanted to do things my way, and not to do things. I didn't want to do things God's way, and I, you know, saw the consequences of that. Yeah, there's always consequences. So, so there's that. Um, <clears throat> So speaking of which, now I wanted to talk. I mean, real quick about that. Um, the other day, not I think it was yesterday, the day before, Tate Diggs was on uh, Steve Harvey, and I was watching him, and you know they were talking about the, the hatred that he's encountered because he classified his his son as as being mixed. Now we talked about this a couple of months, like right after it happened, we did a live show on, and um, I mean, for, you know, we talked about it. Then I'll just say again. I, I I liked I didn't hear his response then, but I saw him on the Steve Harvey show the other day, and um, I like what he had to say. He was like, "Look, man," he'd be like, he was like oh, "How does that make you feel?" And people talk about you. He was like, "Really? I want to beat somebody's ass." That's what, and he's like, "We're dealing with cowards, people who are saying all this stuff behind a keyboard," and that's how I feel. I agree with him one hundred percent. This is someone's child you're talking about, and the thing about it is, and people are just ignorant. Because if some I've heard people say things like, "Well, if the dad is black, then the child is black," or this and listen, people are what they are. You can't tell somebody what they are. 
And you certainly can't tell someone's parents what they, you know, should classify their child as. And I feel like if you have a, a child who's, you know, this is where it really, we, we, you know, we're talking about racists and, you know, people, everyone's talking talk about Donald Trump. But I feel like the real racists are people who are so colorblind that they say they only see black. If you have two races, and these two races are supposed to be equal, you know what I'm saying? Like then, you know, you're a black father or a white mother and black father, I mean, whatever the case is, and those two people have a child together, well, then that, that person is mixed. You can't just say, oh, this person is black or this person is white. No matter how they act or no matter what their community is like or, you know, what schools they went to, how they speak, no, nah, I mean, it's two races involved. You know what I'm saying? If you if you have, let me ask you a question, Courtney. If you take a bowl, right, and you put, you just take a salt shaker and you have a pepper shaker and you just equally pour the salt and the pepper into the bowl, mm-hmm. what's in the bowl, Courtney? Is it salt or is it pepper? Both. Is it black or is it white? The the material that's in the bowl, which is it, black or white? It's both. Right. It would be idiotic to say if you look at the bowl, no, nah, that's just pepper in there. No, nah, that's only salt in there. You sound like a fool because it's two substances mixed together in one bowl. It's obviously two. You say, well, that's salt and pepper in there. Exactly. So if you have Tay Diggs' son, how is he black? How is he only black? How is he a sellout? Because he's he's saying what he is. Nah, he's not just black. He's mixed. He's just like the salt and pepper. Y'all get it. But the only problem is some people are very ignorant to even think or comprehend that analogy. You know what I'm saying? But that's why we use them. But so, yeah, that was a good show. Good show. Good interview with uh, Steve Harvey. Now, speaking of Steve Harvey... One of the last things I want to talk about tonight. It was interesting because a couple of things I want to say. Uh, if you guys saw today's show, he was doing a. Um, it was a, like a, a couple of different things on today's show, but he was talking about um, a young woman who just was a, a super flirt. You know what I mean? She just flirted a lot. She went out on, on these on these dates, and she was uh, she was just using the her booty and her boobs and making little sexual references. And let me just, I just want to touch on this for a second, ladies. A lot of y'all do that. A lot of y'all be throwing that ass around, you know what I mean, when y'all be on these dates. Because we've talked about first date do's and don'ts, and it may be time for us to revisit that special. If you didn't hear our previous specials, definitely check out the archives on first date do's and don'ts, red flags, things like that. A lot of y'all, not, I'm not even talking about style of dress right now. I'm not talking about dress. I'm talking about, your attitudes. I'm talking about the flirting, ladies. Let me just tell you: if you put, a, if you go out of your way to flirt with a man and put a man into a sexual state of mind to arouse that man, any chance that he has of taking you seriously is going to go out the window. The sole purpose is that's going to, you know, come over him for you is going to be getting you into bed, and so you have to not do that. You have to present you not just dress. A certain way, but you got to present yourself a certain way in a classy manner. If a man doesn't look at you and see God in you, he's going to treat you the way 
any any male you know figure treats a female, whether it's that's a dog, a wolf in the you know the woods or whatever. You know what I mean? That man, that man has to see God in you. If he looks at you and sees a freak, you know, or if he's thinking about that, man, she could probably throw it back real good. Like, nah, he's just that's going to be his goal. But if he looks at you and he sees God in you, he's going to want to do things the proper way. But some of y'all are freaks out here. Some of y'all are giving off that sexual vibe. Some of y'all are even are Christians but still giving off a sexual vibe. And you know you're giving off a sexual vibe. But you like it because you think that's, you're like, hmm, if I throw a little God in here, but still throw them a little something to look at, yeah, that, that's the that's the key for success right there. Now, that's the key to get smashed off, but only difference is have to deal with the conviction that comes as a result. Because when you're living in the world having sex, you ain't got to deal with no conviction. But ain't nothing worse than being a Christian freak. Because not only do you got to deal with the consequences of sin, but you got to deal with the consequences of God. You know what I'm saying? The, the, the heathens, they don't even get convicted. But what you what y'all be doing after y'all get smashed off? You know, Courtney, you know all about that. You know what I mean? It's not. I mean, that's the worst possible freak to be. If you're gonna be a freak, just be a freak in the world. But y'all are freak in the church, not y'all, but the people. Y'all, y'all know what I mean? The people, not y'all listening, but the people. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's not listening. That's what I'm talking about. Nobody that listens is who I'm talking about. You know what I mean? Courtney knows. <laughs> Not like that, but I'm well, saying you know what I mean about the conviction, though, right? Yes, I do, um, but I can't relate to that as far as fornication because when I was having sex, I was I didn't have a relationship with God, so I was part of the heathens that you speak of. So um, I didn't feel any type of um, conviction back then. So you were just you were just wilding out, huh? Just wilding out and not even, it, it felt like I didn't have a conscience because, you know, the relationship with God wasn't there, so I didn't feel bad about it. But if I were to do mm. something like that now, I definitely have conviction. Got you. I mean, it's tough. It's tough out here, man. Because it's, it's, there are a lot of women who are actively, in, they're, they're living in that, but the, the reason for it is because they think, that that's what they want. It's weird. If like go just be like the chicken wild wings. It's like, oh man, I'm gonna deal with a street dude. Like if you just wanna have sex, all right, hey yo, go go deal with a street dude. You know what I mean? But if you really want, you know, a Christian man, you know, a a true follower of God, then you know what I'm saying? <laughs> You're not gonna get him with the boobs out. That's not you know what I mean? It's not gonna go how you want it to go. But if that's the what you know the road you want to travel, then you know just get a regular dude. So so there's that now. But no, back to Steve Harvey though. So now, now my man is Steve. Now Steve is a funny dude. Now he said though, he, the funniest thing about it, he had the, the the young woman on the show, and if y'all saw it, it was actually very funny because she's out here. Or they showed them on a date. She's out there bending over, you know, talking about some yeah. You know, I didn't. I, you gonna give me a kiss, or but I didn't say where I want you to kiss me. Like all like crazy stuff, all this freaky stuff. And he was like, "Hold on, what's up with you? You you wilding out or whatever?" She's like, "Yeah." He's like, "What? What? You ain't you ain't?" He's like, "You ain't read my book. You ain't read the book. Think like a man, act like a lady. Think like a man." He's like, "You ain't." Read? She's like, "No, nah, I read it." He's like, "What?" He's like, "What?" He's like, "You read it?" He's like, "Look, don't tell nobody you read my book." 
He's like, matter of fact, he threw the book away. He's like, nah, don't tell nobody because that's going to make me look bad. I said, I said, Steve. <laughs> I said, Steve Harvey. Thank you. I said, thank you for proving my point. It was actually kind of funny because I mean, he basically is saying what everyone else is saying. It's like, yo, she read the book. He, she's like, no. Nah. She's like, no, nah, I haven't read it in a while already when it first came out. You know, he, and he looked stupid. He was like, Dad, you. He's like, don't tell nobody that. Don't tell nobody you. Because she was like the worst possible hoe. You know what I mean? Her views were all jacked up. And it's it's I, the irony with that is that that's how it goes. Because women are actually, and that's really, a, it kind of epitomizes my issue with the book and, and even him. Because it's like you're putting out a book that many women, millions of women, in fact, are taking as gospel. And it's having an adverse effect on them. You know what I'm saying? They're they're taking in this advice and it's it's turning them into, in many cases, hoes and and you know leading to broken hearts and things like that. And this young woman was was actually an excellent example. And and then he was like he was like look look he's like you ain't got to do all that he's like all that freaky stuff you ain't got to do it. He's like all you got to do, he's like in the book, is five questions. He's like and all you got to do is ask a man these five questions. And I was just and you guys have heard me talk about these five questions. And it's Luda. I mean, Corey, are you familiar with the five questions? I don't remember what they are, but I remember him saying that in the book. Yeah, it's it's ludicrous because you have these questions. You know, I don't remember what they are either, but a couple of them are, you know, what's your plan for me? You know, where do you see this going? Just stupid stuff. And I don't care what the questions are, but you guys got to stop asking these men questions. You guys got to stop asking these questions. Questions get lies associated with them, okay? If you see a burglar creeping around your house, oh, excuse me, excuse my, my man, what's, what you doing? What's going on? What you doing out here? Oh, no, nah, I'm lost. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm, just, I'm not going to break into your house. No, nah, no, nah, I'm, just, I'm just on my way somewhere. Oh, okay, cool. That's what, I, nah, my fault. I thought you were trying to break into my home. A burglar is not going to tell you he's a burglar. A rapist is not going to tell you he's a rapist. You know what I'm saying? A guy looking to hit that ass is not going to tell you that's his goal for you. Ladies, if you ask a man, hey, look, what's your plans for me? Oh, hopefully I can hit it and never call you again. Or hopefully I can hit it, and if it's good, I'll keep hitting it and then move into your crib, you know what I mean, and just kind of live off you. That's not, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, nobody is going to be honest about those things if that's their goal. And so according to Steve Harvey, you should you should ask these questions. Well, asking questions, you know, he's just going to lie to you. So my thing is, you know, my advice is and has always been forget what these men are saying. Everybody's going to lie to get what they want. All you got to do is watch their actions. Watch his actions, ladies, and and have the knowledge. See a lot see women, Steve Harvey has women and I'm not, you know, I'm not hating on Steve. I'm, I'm just keeping it real with y'all, you know, because a lot of women are relying on men for their answers, for the truth, what they perceive to be the truth. They're not even, they don't even have the information that helps them come to these conclusions on their own. You guys have it because you guys listen to the show. So you don't have to rely on a book. <clears throat> you don't have to rely on a man. To know where your relationship is going. You already know the signs of what to look for. You already know what to stay away from, who to stay away from. 
You already know what it looks like when a man is trying to string you along when he's targeting you for sex. You already know those things. And so I think you really just got to, you know, take that knowledge and uh, implement it into your dating lives. And, if, and you know, you do that, and, and your self-esteem is at a point where you don't, where you're not a prisoner to to his lies. Some women out there are dating, and they see the red flags clear and you know, clear and uh, is day. But because their self-esteem, because that fear of being alone is such that they say, "Whoa, okay, yeah, it's been six months, but." You know, let me stick it out a little bit longer. It's like, for what? You know what I'm saying? When that fear of being alone says, dang, this is the best you're going to get, that's when the red flags start getting overlooked. So leave these questions alone, ladies. Stop asking these ridiculous questions. Now, it's one thing to get to know somebody. You know, yeah, you want to ask questions like, oh, you know, so where are you from? What do you do? You know, what are your goals? I mean, those types of questions are cool. Those are getting to know you questions. I'm not talking about, so, what's your plan for me? Where do you see this going? Like, what do you mean? I just met you. Like, this is our first date. What the heck are you talking about? I don't even know if I'm going to call you. Are you talking about what's my plan for you? These men ain't got no plan. How do you got a plan? That's what the date is for. Trust me, you'll know by the end of that date and even... After that day, what his plan is, if you know what to look for. Do you see how that could be problematic, though, Courtney? Yeah, I do. And I I just I see that a lot or I hear about, you know, um, women asking questions, especially on the first date, even to the point where they feel like the man has to audition for them. Because they've been hurt so many times, it's like a lot of us feel like, you know, the men have to prove something to us because we've already put ourselves out there and we, you know, we didn't get anything back in return. So now we get to sit back and watch you prove yourself to us. Like, and it never works out because it doesn't work that way. Ladies, 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 and this is the last thing I'm going to say about it is, you know, we are not here to impress you. And you guys, you know, you've heard me say that many times. But I think it's a tough pill for many women to swallow, especially when they've been raised a certain type of way to believe certain types of things. But this is not 1960. This is not, you know, this is 2016 and things are different. The, the, the dating pool has become so convoluted that, you know, these men aren't pressed anymore. They're not, they're, you know, they're not just settling and wifing up anybody. It's like, oh, I'm on a date with you, so I'm going to jump through a million and one hoops to get you to, you know, be my girls or, or or whatever, that just doesn't make sense anymore. Now it's like, all right, I'm the catch. We as men are the endangered species out here. You know, a good man is hard to find, not, you know, the other way around. So I'm not going to chase you. And women haven't seemed to have caught up with that uh, that new way of thinking yet, or that, that reality, I should say. So we just got to, which is not to say you're going to be taken advantage of, you know, or take, you know, you just got to understand like, hey, look, I've got to show myself to be worthy, just like he's got to show himself to be worthy. We both, it's mutual. And I think once you do that, you you know, you'll be all set. Well, last minute thoughts, comments, words of wisdom, Courtney, y'all got me out here, man. I was supposed to do an hour show tonight, man. I don't even feel good. Y'all got me out here all night. You say that every time we do a show. Um, But my advice to the ladies would be 
ladies, if you want to attract a different type of man, you have to be a different type of woman. So that means that you don't have to be, you know, put yourself, you know, make yourself come across as being a freak or, you know, show your boobs and all of that stuff to get a real man and what you're looking for because you won't get that. Just be comfortable with yourself, be comfortable in your own skin, and love yourself and know that you deserve better and you'll attract the right kind of man for you. I mean, that's what it is right there. Man. I mean, that's that's pretty much all that needs to be said. I mean, we, we live in a society where it tells you, Ladies, be this. Ladies, be that. But what it, what society is telling you to be is totally different from what the Bible says you have to be. I was talking to a young woman today at a counseling session, and she was saying, "Wow, you know, I hear you, Dana, and I listen to your show, whatever. I read the Bible, but it's just so hard because I get around women and I get around men, and you know, even older women. They're saying, well, Dad, you you want to wait till marriage? You know, these men want someone who's a freak. They want someone who's sexually experienced like there are women out there who actually believe they have to be more sexually experienced than they are in order to attract a quality man and i'm like wow like that's amazing that women believe that because the reality is these men want women who are have zero sexual experience most women women right now listen they're, they're scratching their heads like what really <clears throat> absolutely ladies these men if they could they get a virgin you guys got to understand, 35, 30, 37, these men have already had the freaks. What do you think they were doing in their teens? What do you think they were doing in their 20s? They've already had that. They're early 30s. They've already did that. They need, they're looking for someone now who is the opposite of, you know, who they've experienced. I mean, look at me. My wife is the opposite of these hoes out here, these hoes from back in the day. You know, y'all know who y'all are. <laughs> you know what I mean? Shout out to y'all if y'all listening in. Nah, man, but seriously, I mean, that's not, nobody wipes up the freak. You wife up the, the, the good girl. That's, you know, that's player rule number one. You know how I many OG players I know from back in the day I used to hang out with who are now married to, to, the, to the good girls? I, I'm thinking of five off the top of my head right now. And I'm, I'm not talking about, I'm not even going to put them, I'm not talking about, like, these cornballs. I'm talking about some of the bigger, biggest players, like guys that I hung, like the guys that were on my level back in the day, like, and I wasn't even a player, you know what I mean? But I'm just saying, I'm talking about, like, those guys, they all, I'm talking about sex with dimes. I'm talking about the Tatiana Ali's of the world, Megan Good, you know, like those, like those types of women, but the, but freaks. You know what I'm saying? Those they're not looking for. Y'all get it by now. Y'all understand it. So tell a friend, you know, if because if, that's the only way. Just like these false rumors spread one way, the only way we're gonna spread the truth is by telling people and you know spreading the message, spreading the word. So man, that's it, man. I thank y'all for listening in tonight. I'm gonna go ahead and um, take my butt to bed. Hopefully. Get a chance to go to the movies with my wife this weekend. You know, I'm trying to still see Batman versus Superman. Is that on, I don't know if they have sex in that, so Courtney may not. That may not be her type of movie. I'm not sure, but I definitely want to see it. Are you, do, you, do you have any intention on seeing uh, Batman versus Superman? No, because somebody told me what happened. But I, I guess I can go out and see it. 
Wait, 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 wait. So wait, wait, hold on. Wait. So you, you. So if some just because somebody told you what happened, that makes you not want to see the movie at all. Just in general, I don't like knowing like what happened, but that's why I said no. Yeah, yeah. Like sometimes I regret asking you certain questions. <laughs> Sometimes, like, I, I mean, seriously, you know I mean? I'd be like, why not even ask her? Because like, you just be, you just be disappointing me. Yo, I'm, yo, man, that's it, man. Good night, guys. Go I can't, it. I can't with, I can't with Courtney. I can't with the freaks, like the Christian freaks, the Christian pimps, man. I just need to go to bed. You know what I mean? He's like, no, I'm playing with y'all. Seriously, though, thanks for listening. Check out our last live show if y'all missed it. Uh, I meant to mention it earlier. We talked. If you missed it, it was crazy. One of our most important shows. It was how to satisfy your man, cater to you, part two. Our first special on cater to you was several years ago. We brought it back for part two, very all-time classic. We're just having some fun tonight, but that was an all-time classic show, so check it out if you missed it, and um, I will see you all next time. Good night.
Date on tour, motivation, child. Date on tour, come and change your world. 